Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM, and I am joined by the amazing Michael J. Russ. I want to welcome you, Michael. Um, Every week you inspire me, and (laughs) you just amaze me with all the synchronicities that uh, you bring into my life. So I want to say thank you and, and welcome you today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be with you again here uh, this never gets old. This is always something that energizes the heck out of me. And uh, I, I just, you know, we, we both are uh, driven, guided to various uh, informations that can help in, in our own lives and our own mission and purpose. And uh, I'm looking forward to today's conversation because I, hopefully it will resonate with our listeners in a way that helps move them forward as well. That's the whole idea here. We want to move you forward. Mm-hmm. So thank Absolutely. you for thank you. I'm, I'm happy about this. Yeah. I'm happy. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So I um you know there I read a lot and one of the the I, and I I love the teachings of some of the old masters. But there was a, a gentleman. His name was Patanjali, and he was a Hindu master in the second mm-hmm. century. And he had said, "When you are inspired by some great purpose, some extraordinary project, all your thoughts break their bonds. Your mind transcends limitations. Your consciousness expands in every direction, and you find yourself in a new, great, and wonderful world." Dormant forces, faculties, and talents become alive, and you discover yourself to be a greater person by far than you ever dreamed yourself to be. And I absolutely love that quote because, Michael, you and I have been talking about that. How do we move? How do we become a greater person than we ever dreamed ourselves to be? How do we move from this 3D, you know, illusionary reality into a five-dimensional, multi-sensory being where we're connected and so i'm going to kick it off and i just um would love to hear your where you want to take this conversation today because there's just so much to to unpack i guess thank you um i will simply say we let's just kind of create a point of reference here um pam gregory the uh the astrologer english astrologer astrologer uh, came out with her as you know we've been talking about her 2023 predictions and and uh, her readings uh, her interpretation of the astrology for 2023 and I'm going to simply tell you uh, right up front that I'm not really big into astrology what I listen for when I when I hear her is um, the 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 grand themes so to speak the themes is what I really pay attention to what the what the the stars and the astrological signs and all that and the the planets and everything what they uh, are telling her about the themes for this year and the themes that I gleaned from her uh, her YouTube uh, video that talking about 2023 themes is personal personal evolution that this is a year uh, that uh, we will find our begin to discover our unique essence our role in in uh, in this universe so our role in this life uh, in the massive evolution of humanity so to speak um, that we are we are coming into a new phase that should run the next 12 years a phase that is giving each of us the opportunity to begin to and take the reins of our own reality and uh, I, in my own podcasts which was, my podcast was originally uh, called uh, beyond the 3d I've, it has since evolved into life moves however it's all about how you mitigate the 3d world the illusionary world as you just alluded to because it is an illusion and it helps it helps to see everything that goes on around us that we think is important it, it helps us in dealing with it to see it as an opportunity for us to respond with love kindness forgiveness and gratitude big emphasis on love that it, it's mm-hmm. it's it's not real from the perspective of it has any serious consequence it's unique and in, in individualistic in its in its uh, uh, in its unfolding however we find ourselves 
with the massive amount of information that we're exposed to every single day, we find and, and the, the amount of frequencies that we're bombarded by, most of them negative, it's very easy to become wrapped up in the 3D world and thinking it's real. Yet, yet, I, I, <laughs> I always have to remember, tomorrow's another day. This is just today. And tomorrow, there'll be something different. And we, I know for myself, what I have been doing uh, very masterfully is being able to, what I've been doing is, is taking and st- rising above it, transmuting this whole thing, just rising above it and letting it go by and understanding that what's happening out there to people is happening to those people for a reason and that I don't have to commit any judgment, time, energy, uh, emotional capital to whatever's happening. I can just see it as it unfolding. It means something to someone, but it doesn't have to mean anything to me. I think you know what I'm talking about. It doesn't have to be something that, that I need to respond to. The, the, the desire to respond to every little thing, judge every little thing, uh, to become wrapped up emotionally in every little thing when it has nothing to do with our own personal evolution other than giving us the opportunity to experience it and let it go. If there's something we can learn from it, of course, fine, great, take that. That's the positive, the takeaway. Then you simply have to let it go. As I said, I think last week or the week before, your life would be absolutely amazing if you forgot what happened yesterday because whatever is mm-hmm. happening today is unfolding and it will continue to unfold. So I love, I loved what I, what I, one of the things, take, great takeaways from her, uh, from her uh, 2023 uh, theme uh, video was that, astrologically, is that this is an opportunity. There's a lot of people this year that are going to wake up and recognize that they are in control of their reality, that they can control their, their input and their interaction with the 3D world around them in a way that helps them, that elevates them and helps them remain happy. And a big, huge theme on love the communities will uh, be expanding into a much more loving and, and peaceful world. I, I find that very, very inspiring. That, mm-hmm. And I want to know what you want to – she mentions this a couple of times. She's mentioned it in the past. Uh, it's the, the, the words new earth. And I want to know what that means to you. What does new earth mean to you? I know you've heard it before. Is this the loving, community-based peaceful world that we are, uh, that we have the ability to consciously evolve into? Uh, I, you know what, Michael, I do believe that in my opinion that that's what it is. It's interesting because uh, Eckhart Tolle had written a book entitled The New Earth and I have not read it. <laughs> mm. I, I don't know why there is, I, I just, even to listen to it on audio, it's nothing that I've been able to do. And perhaps it's because my guides or my higher soul purpose is wanting to dis- for me to determine what that is for myself. And for me, right. it's about oneness and it's about connection. Many years ago, I, I really did. I, I have a vision of heaven being on earth. We hear that all the time. If there could be heaven yeah. on earth, and what would True. that look like for you? For me, it, it is that connection, it's that love, it's that feeling, it's knowing that you have this support system. And I think that's part of what Pam is alluding to. You know, She talks about this year being a time of transition, that it actually being a turning point for humanity. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and what I love about her is she doesn't make astrology so far out of reach that you can't comprehend the major concepts of what she's trying to say and she's in and the planets the way that they are aligning and and she goes back into history of all of these different points in time when we were at the same precipice of change and the different things that evolve so the the things that are aligning right now are very similar to when the United States declared the wrote the declaration of independence in 1776 
So you think about all of the different things that were unfolding. And at that time, it was, what do you want to create? They had an opportunity, a clean slate with the country. They knew what they didn't like, but what did they want? What did did they want to create? And I think that's really what it is for yourself. And Mm -hmm. Pam um, speaks about that. She says, in finding the hero within yourself, and what does that mean? And I think... It's going back to even what Patanjali said. It's, it's what is your greater purpose? And when you find that and you transcend whatever the limitations are of what the illusion, and you think about that was like the second, second century. They didn't have cell phones. They didn't have all these other limitations, but no. they had other different things that would be perceived barriers, right? So if we have mm-hmm. an opportunity with a new beginning, and I think that that's really what, to answer your question to me, that that's what this new earth is all about, that there will be a space where there will be a higher consciousness where people will actually tune into and connect with other people's hearts. And really you go back to love what would love do what would love do and you ask yourself that over and over again and so many of the mystics that the teachers that i have read over the years it have always said the same thing it's the most powerful force in the universe so if you continually want to question am i doing the right thing well you know you ask yourself what would love do and then do that and and so it's not that you're not without challenges and I think that she actually uses a term which I absolutely love she said that we are the pioneers of the new earth or the ground crew and and you think about okay we don't have covered wagons but we are we're delving into something new and I see a lot of um, different areas where there's coming back to um, community gardens bringing back uh, more of a cohesive, smaller community feel. Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I'd love to hear your thoughts, Michael. So to you, when you hear that term, New Earth, what does that mean to you? New Earth, of course, let me just first acknowledge the fact that that I I love your description of what it means to you. It is uh, very powerful. Uh, Thank you. I I am very much on the same page that, we have to really discover what it means to us, each of us mm-hmm. individually, um, because it is an individual thing. And, and, and where I'm going with this is we as individuals, when we decide what it means to us, then, then that helps shape the whole. It, it helps shape the consciousness of this, of this planet. And if we decide that to us it's love, it's kindness, it's forgiveness, it's empathy, gratitude, it's all of that, then that is what we're, that's the freq- those are the frequencies we're going to put out into the, and that's what's going to reshape this, this world and reshape the 3D institutions that have been uh, literally at the feeding trough uh, of, of our existence, um, taking advantage, creating the divisiveness, the divide between uh, rich and poor. Uh, greed has been such a, a theme in the last three decades. Uh, mainly in the last two decades, greed has been taking over. I go on YouTube. It's really interesting. I go on YouTube to see these videos like with Pamela and to listen to Brian Scott. And I don't know if you've noticed this. However, the number of ads, the ads that come on before the videos that are about making money, becoming a millionaire, you know, being, you know, making six figures as a coach, life coach. It's all of these things that are pushing this greed button for everybody. And the, the, the challenge that I see is in just letting them go by, letting them go by. They don't really, do they apply to, to us, to our better nature? They apply, they push that button, that greed button, which in my view is a lower frequency. Greed to me is a lower frequency because it's driving, it's, it's, its essence is something negative. Like you have to take advantage of someone in order to live a better life. And that is not what we need to do. Uh, simply put, if we, one of the other things that Pam uh, Gregory talked about 
was discovering uh, who you are to mm-hmm. helping to, to using this year to discover what it is to discover your gifts and your talents or rediscover as it were to reconnect with them because reconnecting with them is it, it creates a foundation for you loving yourself self-acceptance self-love confidence greater confidence because you're actually participating in something that is innate to you and who you are as an individual there's a there's a this is the the thing about this this whole greed button pushing thing it doesn't necessarily play to or speak to what you're good at it literally is all about money and wealth and power okay so what is it that and we all know the, the term if you do what you love you'll you'll uh, uh you'll be happy the rest of your life and uh, if you do it you love you'll the be successful and, and and happy and the money will come to you you know do what you love and and everything will be will be fine and what really that's speaking to is the fact that if you're doing what you love you never work a day in your life i'm sure that's uh, our listeners have heard that and that's so true if you engage in something that you that you love to do that brings you deep personal satisfaction it, it evokes love and and happiness and kindness it literally is like a foundation of it and maybe this is the year for many people to get back to that I know so many people that choose a profession based on how, they, how much they can make and then they they never love a day of work in their entire lives they don't love it they just do it because it it allows them it's it's sort of like the the platform to, that they can use to spring off and do other things what gets forgotten is the amount of your life you spend doing that thing you don't like and then you wonder why there's a lot of dis-ease in the world because people engage in stressful activities that are incongruent with their innate nature and then as a result of it experience in their lives many more lower frequencies take them out of balance okay take them out of balance and um, cause a lot of uh, of of incongruence in their body that leads to disease you know that that it sparks other things and I know we've been I personally in in very much into and have been for decades since I first you know became an entrepreneur and I got into things and I, I noticed that I hit this wall of stress and I started saying why do I feel this way what is it what is what interpretation am I giving this that is allowing me to feel this way and when I when I changed my perception of what I was involved in you know it's like it's like this if you're if you're in insurance sales insurance sales have been given a bad rap okay whether you're selling life insurance or health insurance or whatever the heck it is a lot of people see that as somebody just trying to you know sell you something that you could perhaps use 30 40 50 years down the line and it, the profession has been given a bad rap it's the way that you perceive if you're in that business it's the way you perceive what you are doing for people that determines how much self how much satisfaction you get out of what you do um, it, it's, it's it is interesting I heard of a gentleman who was in the financial services industry and he, he, we had a conversation one day and he said yeah I had an insurance license and I I I uh, had a client uh, who had a property in Sonoma and wanted and it had seven different it was a, a property that had seven different lots and they'd had it for many many years and she wanted to be able to pass it on to her son without having to pay huge amounts of taxes and there's this mm-hmm. thing where you can you can buy an insurance policy that covers the taxes right and she did that and the gentleman told me he said look this is one of the most gratifying things that has ever happened to me in in the business I'm in is that I got a call from uh, the woman's attorney after she passed on passed on and the attorney was thanking me and so grateful that I had come to them and presented that not me but her this gentleman had come to me and presented this opportunity and that (laughs) because she said hey it really made the estate transition so easy they didn't have to sell the property now the son could live on the property 
And I just, I just loved that story. Um, and that's how you, if you see yourself as somebody who is con- creating a, a continuity of happiness, a continuity of someone's life, because the son wasn't really interested in, in going off and finding a new place to live. That had been the property he'd grown up with, with his parents and the house and everything, and he wanted to keep it uh, to, to live there until he passed on. So it's a function of whatever we do, we have to, to, to make peace with it in a way that is uh, congruent with our innate purpose in life. And if mm-hmm. what we do is in line with our own innate gifts, if we're good with people, and we're doing something that involves people, the connection with people, uh, or if we're good with numbers and we're doing something that, that where we have so much fun working with numbers and then helping other people, being of service of other people with what we do, even though we may sit in an office and crunch numbers all day, uh, we are performing a service where we're helping other people live with less stress. We're making life comfortable for them so that they can go off and do something else you know, that uh, they want to do without having to worry or be concerned or fearful about what's going on. And so Mm -hmm. the bottom line of this is, this is a year, uh, in my view, based on what she's been saying, Pam's been saying, that we we examine our choices, what we're doing, assessing what's irrelevant to us now, what what no longer has any relevance to us, and we're shedding that and we are creating, taking greater control of our lives and, and moving forward. And that's going to contribute to the new earth. We, we know it all starts within us. We mm-hmm. can't sit there and say, uh, yeah, we're going to have a new earth and somebody else is going to create it. I'm going to keep doing this. Because all that negative energy that, has, that, that is so prevalent in the world right now, that's been exploding around the world, uh, is, uh, has got to have a new purpose mm-hmm. and maybe this is the year according to hers this could be the year that 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 energy uh, gets new purpose and wow. begins uh, takes us through the si- next cycle no oh, I love that I absolutely and I think Michael purpose is, is a really big word you know and what does mm-hmm. it mean to mm-hmm. live your purpose and Mm-hmm. I, I think it was good I said your work is uh, to discover your work and then all your and give all of your heart to that and and I find it so fascinating because really our life we are a work in progress I think a lot of us become impatient we live in this society where everything has become instantaneous I always right. blame it on yeah. Kinkos because you know up until then, if you had a had something that you wanted to send before the fax machine came, you know you had to put it in an envelope and you mailed it, and people had to wait three or four days. Or and and right. even getting a picture, you had to get you know, drop off your film. Even in, in one hour, you had to wait for that to be developed, right? And, absolutely, and so absolutely. Home, you know, we shortened our. And I guess our attention span or the time that will allow for things to unfold. And really, I think that that's, we've done a disservice to ourselves. You know, nothing really happens instantly. You know, enlightenment doesn't happen instantly. Finding our path to what it is that we love doesn't happen instantly. We evolve it. And, and I think that's what's really important to understand that, and and I think with the internet, we've talked about this before. People have, you know, there's an illusion out there that all everybody's got their all their ducks in a row, and and your life is just a shambles because you don't buy X Y Z course. <laughs> and it's not true. Yeah. It's not true mm-hmm. that everything, no matter what it is, even the, the little setbacks that you have, they're all part of your story. They're all part of. Right. What brought you to this point in time? And it, and it's, it is it's sort of like that treasure hunt. You, you enjoy treasure hunting. I enjoy treasure hunting. What is it that we want to uncover in our dreams? And, and we're not really always sure of the direction uh, that we need to take, and that's okay. You know, oftentimes it's just when we sit back, take a few breaths, then all of a sudden the path presents itself. 
And it may be in in a corner of the room that's dark and dusty that we never even thought to look at. We'll find a book that, you know, somebody had given us 10 years ago that we never bothered to open, and maybe that book's the new earth for me. <laughs> I don't joke about yeah. it, but, um, <laughs> but maybe that's what it is. But And we get, you know, we do. We get caught up in how is it going to be, but we don't really understand, I think, that there are more, so many possible paths and what is your dream and and it may not just be one dream and what is the your vision going to look like we've spoken about that and it, mm-hmm. it's all part of the process and you have to allow yourself the grace to let it unfold and I think that what Pam's saying when she talks about the newer she says for the greatest good of all and that's how we establish a frequency and a resonance for what the new earth will look like. And so, you know, when you ask yourself, am I doing something with integrity? And that was another big word she used. And she said that mm-hmm. will be a mm-hmm. big theme for this year. And I love that because that's a, it, integrity is so important. And when you sort of define it and, and again, ask yourself, what does it mean when you hold yourself to the highest standard? And what would love do? And again, and again, what would love do? And I just, mm-hmm. there's so much that goes along with that. Um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts about that, Michael. Well, it's <laughs> interesting because uh, I agree with you uh, 110% that, you know, about integrity and what it means to each of us, we have to obviously make that decision. And something that came to mind when you were talking there, when you said, uh, when you talked about people who are who, you know, who make mistakes, and it becomes who we, it is a part of who we are. The the main beauty, in my the beauty of of making mistakes, uh, of of having incongruencies, having misfortune, and other things in your life is that you have, a ch- you have a choice in that moment uh, to either believe and become and identify with that mistake, which in my view, it, it's a lie that it is a failure. That's, to me, that's a lie that people live, and they become, they become wrapped up in it, and they let it define them. They let it become part of their identity. Um, the most important thing is to not identify yourself by your mistakes. It's to see yourself as an ever-evolving being, and that is just a grain of sand on the beach of your life. And it doesn't define who you are. You know, it's, it's interesting. Somebody had, I think you had told me about someone, I think it was a conversation with you, you told me about somebody who had, uh, who had uh, stage four cancer and left went to Europe. Was that you that told me that story? No, I don't think so. No. Uh, okay. This is it's an interesting. I'm going to paraphrase this, kind of get it off quickly. But in a nutshell, what it was is that this, uh, this, this gentleman uh, had, who was married at the time to a wonderful young lady, had a, uh, was having cancer problems. And he thought that his life was, uh, he was told that his life was going to be over in six months. And he quit his job, which was causing him uh, an incredible amount of stress and, and uh, strain and, and lower, lower fre- to experience a lot of lower frequencies. He left and went to Europe, started traveling around Europe with his wife. And that ex- change of venue, that change of, of, of experience for him, he was identifying himself with, with the work and the stress and strain of the work, it wasn't really making him happy. He wasn't getting a lot of satisfaction out of it. And it led, uh, in, in his view, to his problems uh, physically. He left him with the Europe, and, and he's, uh, they all went away. All his problems went away because he That's changed, beautiful. in his view, because he changed his, he started seeing life in a different way. Uh, you know, traveling around, meeting people, creating connections, uh, seeing places that he uh, longed to see for many, many years. And I know it's an oversimplification. However, this is, it's, a, it's a sort of a microcosm of what we all need to do. We need to examine in our lives those things that we are doing that are incongruent with 
the balance and harmony that we should be developing in our lives. And uh, the a harmony between our inner world and outer world and, uh, and, and many other factors. But I thought it was a great story. And although it's somebody else's journey, we have something we can take from that. And that is that we have choices that we can make every single day. We do not have to stay within the, the confines of, of how we have identified ourselves uh, for, you know, throughout our lives. Uh, I, I know people who identify themselves wholly by their mistakes, and they, they're unable to get past that. They're unable to see beyond it. And I encourage them over and over again to take from those things what they can and let them go quickly. It's almost like having, um, you know, every experience you have that has a seriously deep negative impression on your subconscious emotionally is like a, a ball and chain that you drag with you throughout life. And sooner or later, that weight gets to be way too heavy to move forward. You feel like you're, you're stuck in mud, just treading, uh, just you know, stepping, stepping, but never going anywhere. And uh, it becomes a heavy load, a heavy burden. And mm-hmm. it, maybe perhaps this year, it's time to, that, that the energies of the universe and the planetary uh, and, and astrological uh, harmony is lining up to make it easier to shed those balls and chains that you've been carrying because they don't really identify. You can absolutely, in any given moment, create a new identity. Uh, I'm dovetailing this into um, something that I, I know I'm going to encourage you to put a link on uh, on the description of this uh, of this show and podcast because Brian Scott just did a beautiful piece about um, shifting your identity, changing your identity. Uh, I thought it was a very nice, very nice piece. I don't think I don't think I can do anything better. Uh, it's about a 50 minute um, uh, video conversation he has. It, it, you can just listen to it. And he pretty, pretty goes through the soup, soup to nuts of changing our identity. And then he reveals mm-hmm. that he himself, he changed his identity because his last name is not Scott. Ah. It's not Scott. But he changed his name to Scott because it was, it was easier to remember. It was, and, and in doing so, it gave him permission to shift his identity into uh, the, the, the world that he is in right now. I mean, it's just one case. We can all do it. But I, I find that I, sent, I gave the, uh, the video to, uh, to my girlfriend, Sandy, and I said, I said, I sent this to you because 38 years ago, before as I was getting into the business that I'm in, I had to, I, I actually did this. I actually had to shift my identity what I what I identified with, and because I was I was um, I had to kick myself up a level in terms of what I was capable of, and our inner conversations happen to support our identity. It's one of the important factors. If we feel that we're only capable of earning a certain amount or um, experiencing life in a certain way. Um, whether we're tied to a certain illness, if this is becomes if it becomes our identity, um, then that is the identity that we that plays out for us. That is what we attract to us. That's the inner. Those are the energies that we attract. It's it becomes your state of being, and we we can step outside of our existing identity. And mm-hmm. this is the year for many people, in my view because of all the energies and how they're uh, in, in the planetary situation and astro- astrologically speaking, that we, the energies will be there to identify, to, to d- define your current identity and then create a new one for yourself. And that new right. identity is then going to be part of the foundation of creating this new earth scenario with love and kindness and gratitude and empathy, forgiveness, all of that. Um, I, I find it absolutely fantastic. You can do it on a small level. You can do it on a big level like he did by changing his name and moving forward. Um, it, it, it's interesting because I find this is the kind of stuff that fascinates the heck out of me that I can just roll around in my head for days and days and days. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and thinking about all along, thinking about how it applies, how I can apply it to my own life. 
because mm-hmm. everybody's an individual. So it's, everybody's story is not the same. Not everybody's going to go change their name. I like mine, quite frankly. I love yours. <laughs> I like yours, you know? too. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. You know, you know, why, would Frankie, why would Frankie Love change your name? Oh, she's perfect. Oh, no, you absolutely know? not. I mean, sure. It, and it's, and it's, it's really kind of cool. Um, so the, the, uh, the piece is, is beautiful. It, it, uh, it opens your mind to how perhaps you might be living in a in identifying yourself based on you know like mistakes, past issues and problems, your family, all these things that you might be defining yourself by, and understanding that that's all something that you can completely and totally turn the page on, and you can bring new feelings in, you can allow new experiences in your life, you can you can change everything about yourself and. In doing so, and, and most, much of this is about if you uh, about identifying yourself with with positive traits, positive attributes instead of the negative attributes that perhaps you might have been uh, um, identifying yourself by. You know, if you failed as a, as a kid at something, somebody said something to you. The thought viruses that you've been carrying um, are in many ways identifying who you are. You're identifying who you are by those thought viruses, what somebody told you, somebody told you you were incapable of, somebody you respected earlier in your life when you were more impressionable and you were, you were looking to step out a little bit and then someone says, no, you'll never be able to do that. You know, and you're like, oh, then you believe them, then you step back, you retreat. And um, maybe this is a year to, instead of retreating, step out, step off the precipice and experience life in a whole new way. Identify yourself in a different way. Really rather, rather interesting. And uh, uh, the whole idea of living in integrity, by the way, is, 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 is a, it's a large part of this. Large mm-hmm. part of it. And yeah, thank it could actually, that, be, uh, actually be a whole show. You know, Dr. Joe Dispenza wrote a book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And I, I love uh, the title because... He, you know, he talks a lot about how when you get up in the morning, most people now, the first thing they reach for is their phone. And then they'll, they'll check the, their email or they'll check their messages or they'll check this. And then they get up and they go to the, the washroom and they do that. And they, they're sort of on autopilot. They're never really starting to create their day. And, and I think it's, for, for me anyway, just by changing one small habit, you can really start your, your the trajectory of your day on a completely different path. And I wanted to just mention, though, Michael, because you brought up cancer. I don't know if you've ever seen the article about the man who almost forgot to die. Um, he was a Greek gentleman. His name was Stamatis Moratis. <laughs> tongue twister, to be sure. But mm-hmm. what's so interesting, in the 1970s, he was given a diagnosis of lung cancer and they gave him six months to live and he said you know here's the chemo here's the radiation so what we can do for him he said no you know what I'm not going to do any of that um he's decided that you know since the funerals in the U.S. were so expensive he was going to go back to Greece and see his family and get his affairs in order and before he knew it he was working in the garden he was visiting family, eating good food. And when the New York Times, uh, the person who wrote the article about him, caught up with him, he was either 98 or 100. And he passed away in mm-hmm. 2013. And he outlived most of the doctors that had given him the diagnosis in the 1970s. Yeah, yeah. But the point yeah, is, he, he lived. He got on with life. He didn't accept what they said he, he figured well you know what here I may as well enjoy the time that I have and that's one thing we all have we all have an end date we don't know when that is and so really being on this planet is about enjoying the things that bring us joy really truly and the things that fill our hearts with love and connecting with with individuals with love on this planet. And I think that's, that's it's awesome. so important because there's so many different things that can step us up. And I, I worked in my, with, in my holistic practice. I never advertised for people that were out of balance with cancer, but they always seemed to find me. 
And mm-hmm. for I look at the, the individuals that were given a timeline and where they are now. And the one woman, mm-hmm. that's what I said to her, I said, you know, you've gotten all of these things back into balance again. Now go live your life. Go on a vacation. Don't worry about if it will come back or might come back, whatever. And and that's exactly what she's doing. And here she is 13 years past her her diagnosis of six months and really living and enjoying life. And and that's what it's all about. And I think that, that as me. we... Go ahead, please. No, 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 please. As we what? But as we move forward, yeah. uh, I mean, I... I it just it, i've got this thing running through my head that that all these people have a common thread that you've just spoken about the common thread is that they they no longer identified with the person they were before uh that the person that they were that created the problem the, the disease that they actually had i mean literally you mm-hmm. have to it, it goes to the, the break the habit of being yourself is about identify is about understanding that you have an identity right now that is backed up by behaviors in other words habits that you have and what the the single thread that goes through all these people is that they they completely change their lives they stop doing the things uh that led to their disease they totally mm-hmm. changed their lives they began to identify with something different in their in their lives and you have to it's one of the things it's otherwise you create this incongruency you you wish and you want to be um, uh, doing something else or be living a different way however in your mind uh, and your, your thoughts and behaviors are are back backing the thing that that you the identity that you are looking to shed you have to there has to be a congruency there you have to change your behaviors change your habits right and there's a there's another book and I, I forgot it was something that was a, it was actually a gentleman who um, we had on the show uh, we had on one of the radio shows uh, with Glenn Brooks and the book was I, I have to look it up on my computer and I'm not ne- not next to it right now but it's called the four percent the gentleman and his wife wrote this book called the four percent because he had pancreatic cancer he had pancreas he was given a diagnosis of pancreatic cancer and the part of the diagnosis the doctor during the diagnosis uh description he said doctor says only 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 90 only four percent of the people who who uh, have this uh this this type of cancer survive and he said okay i'm gonna be i'm I'm the four percent that's what he told him i'm the four percent and years later he proved him right he was the four percent and because he literally shifted and changed the things that led to the the behaviors the thought patterns and everything that and and the uh uh, his his attitude that instead of being that created the situation he found himself in he totally shifted and changed it completely changed what he changed what he ate identified with different foods different eating patterns uh, different ways of living uh in terms of what he was doing for a living sometimes you have to do that we we don't understand that that our uh our identity and, and and state of being created by that identity the frequencies that we're resonating are the reason for the problem mm-hmm. and we as part of the diagnosis as part of the the, the uh, solution to whatever you've been diagnosed with you have to change that there's a um, uh, there's a, uh, a, a an institute on the West Coast that people um, people happen to uh, uh, go to and it was a woman who was on our show that we got we had on uh glenn brooks and i and i will tell you the name of the book if i can find it here in a second i think i have it right here it's called the passionate she wrote a book called susan Susan landry she uh she um wrote a book called the passionate vegetable and uh by susan landry is the fresh food chef passionate vegetable so it's a basically it's a cookbook uh, a vegetable cookbook, a vegetarian cookbook of how to make really cool stuff, right? Um, she was she was for this institute the person who was in charge of helping people uh, shift their habits with regard to to healthy eating, right? Uh, if you came to them this institute with a diagnosis of cancer, 
and you had uh, your stage three, stage four, uh, the first thing you want to do is examine what you've been identifying with regard to your your eating habits. What are you eating? Sure. And 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 she would look at them and say, you know, this is this is the first thing you need to do is to completely eliminate sugar from your diet if you've got cancer because cancer survive, you know thrives on sugar and other things. Change your change your and and as well as your mindset towards yourself and towards your life and towards others. And uh, there is, a, there is a, a major benefit to, in your life to adopting love over anger, hate, judgment, uh, and, uh, and a lack of forgiveness, self-forgiveness you know, mainly, uh, and um, a lack of empathy and compassion for yourself and others. And as I've told a good friend of mine, you know, love, empathy, compassion, uh, gratitude, forgiveness, these things, these things have to become part of you, about who you are. That has to be the way that you decide to live your life and the way that you decide to engage with, the outer, with your outer world. That will change everything for you because it, it changes your energies. And then you begin to attract like resonances in people with like like resonances and in situations and circumstances with like resonances into your life, you can you can look at somebody who, who who's telling you, hey, I I I don't have any friends, I I this or that, I I don't have, I'd like love in my life. I like I said, the first thing question I ask them is, so how do you feel about you? How do you feel about you? Because how you feel about you is that frequency of, of feeling towards yourself, are you compassionate to yourself? Are you empathetic? Are you forgiving of yourself when you do things that, you know, maybe just are incongruent with, with uh, uh, maybe who you are, that you've done things that uh, made choices that haven't worked out well, that have led to perhaps other people's pain, suffering pain, because you were intentional in your nature, you were uh, you you did it intentionally uh, on the conscious level. I mean, all these things. Do you love yourself? Can you stand there in front of the mirror and say, "I love you"? Can you look yourself in the eye and say that every single morning? And if you can't look yourself in the mirror and say, "I love you," and I love you in, deeply and in, in every possible way and and with infinity, hey, that's telling you something. It means that your past is very much a part of your existing identity. You're identifying with your mistakes. You're identifying with, with uh, mishaps, misfortunes, thought viruses that have been, have been fed to you, spoon-fed to you over, over years by people you respected. That, that is one of the main things that we must do if we're going to create this new earth. We have to love ourselves. We have to accept ourselves as we are today, and then envision a new self, a new identity for ourselves. Um, losing weight was one of the things that uh, that uh, examples that Brian used, which I thought was uh, was brilliant, and one that I have always uh, used myself. If I want, if I uh, want to look differently, um, I have to examine how I'm identifying myself. Am I is my inner conversation? such that I am saying, you're fat, you know, you're, I don't like you, I don't like the way I look. Um, I'll never be able to look differently. Is this your inner conversation? Or are you, are, in order to change that, you have to see yourself differently and then start talking about yourself differently and then examine the behaviors that have gotten you to where you are, the habits. Do habits that are, in, are congruent with being the new you. And then be the new you. You know, mm -hmm. don't look at yourself in the mirror and beat yourself up. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love you. I, I, you know, I, I am, I'm accepting of everything. I forgive you for whatever you've done in the past that's made you get to this particular point in time, that made you get to this weight. You know, I forgive you for the people you've hung around with that have, that have helped encourage these bad habits. I forgive you. You can. I, for, I forgive myself. I can. I can change. I can shift. I can say no to things. I can change my diet. I can fall in love with healthy eating, and go out and and do the research, and and 
just create a new person, create a new identity of, of who you are. It's a fascinating concept. Yes, we could do a whole show on it. Um, however, as it ties to the new earth, everything begins inside of us, with us. We've got a, billions of people who are seeing themselves as separate beings when we all are tied together as one. And the one is so much more powerful than the individual. And we have to get to the point where we are thinking of ourselves as one, then start treating ourselves as all one and quit with the divisiveness and the separation and all of that. Because when that happens, magically, it changes the consciousness of, of the planet. It, it does. It changes. You, you start attracting a different kind of person to you, one that is that resonates with, uh, with the same things that you're actually creating within yourself. And it, it's not that you can't put the cart before the horse. You can't wish you were a different place if you're still doing the same things that led to where you are now. Not going to happen. Right. Right. I couldn't agree more. And Michael, you know, as you were talking, it's so funny you said put the car before the horse, but I actually got a vision of a roller coaster. <laughs> and and one of, that's one of the things I love about Pam because she said, you know, that the thing with astrology, the planets are going to do what they're going to do, and we have no control over it. We, we just mm. have to surrender to their energies and the movement. So if you stand in line, like say you're the big big amusement park and you really want to ride that ride and you're standing in line and mm-hmm. people you're chatting up with everybody else and then you get to the front of the line and where are you going to sit on that roller coaster and it's like it climbs and climbs and climbs and all of a sudden you're at that precipice and guess what it's not <laughs> going to stop for you if you change your mind you're going to get off it's going to go down and there's going to be twists and turns and sometimes if it's the kind that has a loop it's got a loop and you know, but oh, when yeah. you come out at the end, you know, most people have a big smile on their face. Because guess what? You, you know, is a is the thrill and the adventure and everything else. And I think that's sort of what you know Pam is is saying that you know we, we we're we're in this time that's a very unique space for humanity. We're moving away from all of the things that really were sort of hard, dense, materialistic, and moving into something that's lighter, faster, more community, more collaborative. It's mm-hmm. It really has to do with our own unique purpose and then how we want to bring that together. But we all have a unique contribution. And, and I would say, Michael, this is just from the time that I've spent with you, that one of your passions is for sharing. And you have a true desire to help other people and and that's a really it's a gift it really is and you share the wisdom you might not have all the knowledge about any topic any one topic I don't certainly you know I have the things that I glean along the way but then when you and I it's a synergy we collaborate we share and really that that wisdom that we share is all about what we came here to do and and that's what what I really love and I think that it's you know, as you claim your calling, no matter what it is, if, if it's a book that you really feel compelled to write, sit down and write a couple of paragraphs or even a sentence. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be. You don't have to sit down and write the whole book in an hour. It's just not going to happen. No. Sometimes things flow like that. Takes patience. But it, it's Takes really, patience. you know, yeah, absolutely. And, and we have to really let go of the illusion of fear and really come from that space of love because for me that's, you know, the two cannot coexist. You cannot be True. emanating True. love and, and then be in fear. And, and I'm so grateful that you yeah. brought this up because really um, being open and heart-centered and loving and welcoming all the possibilities in your life is what we came here to do. Uh, to create that new earth. And, and we, as, as so often, Michael, time goes by so quickly. So I'm going to close out the show. We have, well, not quite yet. We still have about five minutes, but I'd love for your, oh, you okay. to eloquently uh, close out oh, the no. show. Thank you. Can't say, I have, can't say I have five minutes worth of talking left to do, but I, I, I just want to say this. What we're, we have to reexamine what we feel we're capable of. That is one of the things that, that Pam was talking about. We have to, and, and Brian Scott was talking about it as well. We have put limitations on ourselves as far as what we can think, how we can feel, what we can do with our lives. 
And it's time to step outside of that framework. And uh, in doing so, it will benefit us. It will benefit us individually and everyone around us. And it will start to attract um, different people, different circumstances into our our life. We have to get away from giving so much importance and relevance to the 3D world. We have to do that. Um, this is, you know, in the United States right now and around the world, uh, politically, uh, there's a lot of things going on that people are dedicating a lot of time and energy to, a lot of anger and, and uh, fear and worry towards. And I, I've always said, people say, why don't you run for office? Because <laughs> it doesn't resonate with me. You know, the, the, the power and all of that is not, that's not who I am. That is not my identity. Now, there are some people who have decided to uh, step into it. Uh, Reverend Warnock, number one. Uh, I, I would love to have a conversation with him to find out how he balances that out. Uh, because, uh, and because he does it, and he gives a church service every single Sunday. He flies to Atlanta uh, and at the Ebenezer Baptist Church, uh, where Martin Luther King preached. Uh, and yet he goes back to Washington and he does, he does his thing. And uh, what we need, yeah, what we need are about uh, are thousands of more people like that who can balance that out. I feel as like you've said, yes, I am a, I came to, to, to an agreement with myself, uh, a loving agreement that I am a persuasive personality. That is, that is what I was born. I was born a persuasive. And I used to, many, 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 many decades ago, I used to fight it. I used to say, no, that's not me. That's, I used to see it as a bad thing, right? Um, when I decided to change my way of thinking to, to being, you know, as a persuasive, I have a gift where I'm able to in, I'm able introduce people to something different, to something that could help them. And I introduced it in a loving way. Not a, you should do this, you should do that, you don't do this, you, should, you know, that's a bad thing, it's a good thing. Just basically say, you know, I heard this thing, it's really cool. Pass on information that has relevance to them at that particular point in time based on their thinking, based on what they're telling you. And um, that, I found, is, is my gift. When, when there's something really, really good for people, then I, I have the ability to persuade them to think differently or to accept it because it's good for them, to step outside of their comfort zone and do something different that will, in the end, benefit them to a, to a, a great degree. And now I'm taking that uh, to, I've been taking it to the podcast for, my gosh, 20 years, and uh, this podcast, same thing. You can, you can convey information and share um, and help people discover and rediscover in a way that is not pointed judgmental, unloving, uh, and mainly not judgmental because everybody is who they are based on their experiences from birth to now, what, you know, how, what they've thought about themselves, what they thought themselves capable of, um, what they, what they think, who they think they are right now, the identity, the identity they have for themselves, what they identify with in life. It's, it's really interesting. It's a big subject. It's a lot to unpack. It can, it's mm -hmm. a conundrum to, it, to me, sometimes it's just a big fat conundrum because everything, it's like this evolutionary circle, right? A, a cycle, I should say, uh, where we have the ability to, when we think different, it causes this thing. And then that thing causes another thing. And be, before we know it, we're 300, we're 180 degrees away from where we were. By, like you said at the beginning of the show, changing one thing. And I encourage people when they listen to this podcast or listen to my Beyond the My Life Moves podcast to actually just ch change one little thing. My my thing this year is sovereignty. And by the way, Pam mentioned it mm -hmm. uh, at least a dozen times. Sovereignty is a big take. Yeah, sovereignty is a big thing. Sovereignty is is taking back control of your mind, your body, and your spirit, ruling over them yourself, overseeing them with love and kindness and gratitude. Uh, and in uh, empathy and compassion. People have uh, literally outsourced their sovereignty to the 3D world. 
this is what has to change. And when it does change, and it changes in a big way, it will create huge changes in, 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 a, in this earthly plane and uh, that, will, that people will just be blown away by. But that's what has to happen. It's, it, the, 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 the weight has gone way too far. The scales tip way too far to people giving up their sovereignty, to allowing, to outsourcing it, uh, which is outsourcing your feelings and what you're thinking to outside influences. Conspiracy theories, maybe, or this or that, what you think is this, what somebody else thinks is true. You need to decide for yourself, reason yourself, and, um, and, and take control of what you're ingesting. Take control of what you're eating. 30 years ago, I decided no more fast food, no more soft drinks, no more, because I thought, what do I want to look, at, what do I want to look like and, and feel like when I'm 60? And I did this when I was 30. And I'm 64 now. So grateful that I made the decision to stay off of massive amounts of sugar and salt and fat. Trans fats are all those things that they now think are bad. Back then, nah, everybody was doing it. And I had this instinctive notion to just say, I'm giving that up. I can do without it. And I feel, I'm so grateful because today I'm so healthy. I am. I'm, I'm very healthy. I just came from the eye doctor yesterday. Hey, your eyes are perfect. And 64, yeah, I can eat you know, a little bit of a half to a quarter to a half or three quarter off in one eye. Not a big deal. But we have to think about how what we, yeah, what, what we, the decisions and choices we make today are going to determine how we look and feel about ourselves and how our lives are in, in, in 20 years, 30 years, depending on your age, 40 years. Absolutely. And we have to give that some and thought. I, Appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and I just want to mention one last closing thought is Pam's mantra for 2023. I'm welcoming in an expanded consciousness of love. And you, if you say that oh, yeah. over and over again, I'm welcoming an expanded consciousness of love, you can't go wrong. So thank you, Michael, and thank you to all thank of you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And so it is.